cliffcentral.com. Well, hello. As usual, when you hear that, it's Cliff Central, then you also know it is now beyond ears and eyes time. I am so happy to be here as always. And also thank you so much for joining us. It's going to be an incredible conversation. Um, and the reason I know that it's going to be an incredible conversation because we have an incredible woman in the studio and she knows what she's doing and she's been at it since forever. So without further ado, let me just, you know, get this going on. Oh, um, I'm Shemaine Harris, by the way. My friend Liesl is not here today. So, um, and uh, the guest for today is Louise Broomberg. Louise, thank you so much for joining us on Beyond Ears and Eyes and welcome. Thank you, Shemaine. Such a pleasure. Such a delight to be here. Yay. <laughs> now, you are a teacher. They say teachers are not made, they're born. Is that true? You know, I think it is. I think it is. I always knew I was going to be a teacher. And then I started as a high school teacher and taught for probably in total in various places 10 years. Okay. And or more, maybe more. But then I went into other forms of teaching, uh-huh. um, you know, adult education, transformational kind of work, personal growth. I, I, I was, my own personal passion was awakening spiritual awakening and just you know living more consciously oh that's in life. amazing so yeah. so so okay so the transformational um work that you do you started doing that how long ago let me think probably in the 70s 80s wow so you yeah, were like ahead 80s, of your time 80s. so you, i know you well well Come on, there are some that's forerunners, and then there are those that come after. And it's okay to to have been one of those that started the movement or that came in just as On things that wave, started. Yeah, yes, with the, along with many amazingly wonderful people. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course, one can't do it alone. Yeah. <laughs> so you do you do transformational work. You're teacher extraordinaire because you're still teaching people. Um, you are also, your knowledge of meditation is also quite vast. Um, I know you're very, um, um, how can I say, you don't really want to, to call yourself a, a know-it-all when it comes to that, but <laughs> you have extensive knowledge, So, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, you're also at Emoyeni, mm-hmm. which is a um, it's, it's a place where you do retreats. Emoyeni, yes. Yes. Just tell us quickly about Emoyeni. Emoyeni, where I am now. Yes. yes. Okay, it's a wonderful little place. It's, um, it's a retreat center uh, based on Buddhist principles. Uh-huh. But um, it's a place where, which welcomes anybody who is interested in living those principles, which are essentially mindfulness, uh-huh. compassion, kindness, um, you know, do no harm. Uh-huh. And um, so we have, it's a retreat center, so we have re- retreat scheduled throughout the year. Right. Pretty much every second weekend there's a scheduled retreat. And um, some of them are classically Buddhist. Uh-huh. Some of them are like yoga, Tai Chi, art, writing workshops. So, and that's Emoyeni. It's a place, it's for me, it's a haven. Really? And it's a place of such peace, such deep peace. Really? Close to Joburg, an hour and a half, uh-huh. two hours from Joburg. And 
especially being close to Joburg is essential because people can just come and within you know minutes of driving onto the property you just feel their peace seep into their beings and it's in the Mahalisburg Mahalisburg mm-hmm. yeah near Muinoy so it's on the road to Rustenburg all right so do you have to go um, for an extended period of time can you go for hours can you go for a day what's the deal you know people can go for day visits book for a weekend retreat and if there aren't scheduled retreats we have open weekends where people can come and just be wow Um, and if people want to come during the week they're very welcome Mm -hmm. and some people will come we also do work retreats some people come and work in exchange for board and lodging so lots of lots of ways of being at Emoyeni. How did you get involved with it? With Emoyeni? Yes. Well, that's an interesting story. You know, life has a design. You think, you know, John Lennon, you, how did he say? You, you make plans and then life happens or something like yes, that. Yes, that wonderful. Yeah. Yes. So I was happily living in Joburg. I had n- no reason to go anywhere else. And a friend of mine got the job as the manager at Emoyeni. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. I think I might have heard of it, but I'd certainly never been there. And I don't come from a Buddhist path, mm. but I, I consider myself Buddhist in many ways. Mm. Um, and he got the job of manager, but they needed somebody else, kind of like a housekeeper. And I said, oh, forget it. Don't look at me. You know, <laughs> The last thing on earth I am is a housekeeper. And, and so I just kind of laughed it off and the months went by. And then he said, well, you know, come out and have a look. And or something happened, and something about being in the bush because I grew up in the bush in Zimbabwe, oh. and oh. that's another story. And so the bush is kind of in my blood. And um, so I went out there, and you know, as I drove onto the property, I said, "I'm not saying no to this one." Oh. And um, so I got the job, and um, it's kind of housekeeping, but but more than that, it's kind of hosting. Yes, and. And everything, and we're, we're we're a small a small team, uh-huh. and we all do everything. So it's nobody's kind of pegged or labelled. Mm. Um, but you see that things are in order. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, he didn't last very long. Oh, really? <laughs> so he was just there so that you could go. He got me there. Ah, isn't that there. amazing how life works, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you go like, no, I'm just supposed to bring Louise in, which is taking so long because really I should have been there already on the other side. Now, okay, then you know, yeah, which is really so brilliant. Got me there, and it's been it's been really. I've so I've been there almost a year, mm-hmm. and it's been a wonderful experience. I really recommend everybody come and visit. So, so who goes there if you're tired? You go. Yeah. If you just need to get away, yeah. you go. Yeah. If you're having withdrawals, you go. <laughs> you're pretty laughing. Much, pretty much. <laughs> the whole range. Yeah. Really? You want to be inspired. Um, if you want your soul nourishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to hike in the Machalisburg, they're the most beautiful hiking trails around there. If you want to go and swim in the rock pools, which are close by within walking distance. All right. So how many teachers are you at Emoyeni? Because you're, you're quite a few people who go there and you do your retreats. Are they, are they resident or, or just they come in and, and, and teach? Yeah. So there's, there's a group of three or four of us who live there permanently. Mm-hmm. Mervyn Croft, who started it in 2000, um, he's a he's a wonderful teacher, classic Buddhist mm-hmm. meditation. He's and most of his retreats are silent, which are a whole silent weekend. It's like oh, we don't talk, wow. we don't talk, except for you know discussion time and mm-hmm. things. 
And so he does a number of his own retreats. But then we have outside teachers, and they come from all over. And, um, you know, we'll come for the weekend. And So we're going to talk a little bit about that again, closer to the end, mm-hmm. about the retreats. Because I really do want to hear about your retreat, which yes. is coming up on, yes. the eight, uh, on the 18th until the 20th at Emoyeni. Um, and, and that one is going to be, um, I don't know, what is it, uh, the, what, what would that one be, uh, the, the meditation? Well, no. I call it living in harmony with life. There you go. So I would like to hear mm. about that one um, but we'll do that closer do that to later. the end sure. yes meditation what happens at, at um, Emoyeni is a lot of meditation you've had a lot of information regarding meditation yeah. in your lifetime um, we're going through phases where we go I need to become still and you know and how do I do it so there there's the school of thought that says just sit and and don't think and that's really very difficult (laughs) and then you have the school of thought that says sit and concentrate on one thing Mm -hmm. and then there are lots in between apparently there are like 21 different types of meditation which is (laughs) mind-boggling now I don't know how that works but what is meditation according to you from where you sitting okay. according to me yes wow okay that's a that's a great question um well at the moment i'm mostly influenced by mervyn's style of meditation and and the style we do at at Emoyeni, which is so gentle mm-hmm. and it's taking time half an hour or however long 20 minutes whatever sitting and and it's not a matter of not thinking you know, you can't stop this mind thinking. You can't. It's ridiculous to even try and and stop the thinking. But the point is not to be attached to the thoughts. So you show up on the cushion and you just notice. You notice. Mervyn, I've got actually I've got a wonderful quote from Mervyn. I really want to Say say that again. You you went off mic, you have a oh, wonderful okay. quote from a Mervyn. Quote from Mervyn. <laughs> We've got the, we make these greeting cards with quotes from people with pictures from Emily. Right. So this is Mervyn. We've got one of Mervyn's. Stop. Relax. Listen. Meet yourself with openness, kindness, and a smile. You see, that sounds really wonderful, but implementation. Uh, so as you're sitting on the cushion and <laughs> you have and, and a thought comes through and you say you, you just notice it and smile. If you smile at it, it's not going to take a hold. Ah. If you say, oh, my goodness, I shouldn't be thinking the thought, uh-huh. it's taking a hold. You get distracted. Yeah. So it's not fighting anything, not even your thoughts. It's uh-huh. just watching them like birds floating through the sky or leaves on the, st- you know, floating down the stream. So, so just so, watching. So, so would it then work if you say... Thank you for showing up thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being very <laughs> playful about this year now. But is it all right then to say, thank you for showing up, but now I'm, I'm busy. So, and, and then release it. Can that's it beautiful. Work? I think that's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's, you know what happened and what this person said and you say, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Now go. Yeah. It's all right. Yes. I'm dealing with it. This We're is a dealing with hotel it. here, short stay hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Come and deliver and go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But now that sounds nuts. You know, that doesn't sound like normal because now... Uh, how, how then do you, you come back to, to, to focusing now that you've said to that thought? Ta-ta. 
So, so breathing. So another great technique is just following your breath uh-huh. and taking note as, as where do you feel it in your body? Where do you feel it? Where do you feel it as it goes in your nostrils? Feel it going down your sinuses. Mm-hmm. F- feel what happens to your lungs. Mm-hmm. And you become so fascinated mm-hmm. by the breath in your body, the in and out and the flow of the breath, that um, that in itself is like a... Um, Will take away, will will distract you from the mind. Right. With what intention should one go into a meditation session? And I mean, would that assist them to keep you grounded there, yeah. to to you know to be there, or do you just do it because you're told to do it? So, so okay. So for me, my answer. This is personal. I'm not quoting. I'm not quoting any um, mm-hmm. body else's. What I want more than anything is peace. Okay, that's important to me, mm-hmm. to have peace. So I go in wanting peace. And so if angry thoughts come up, I do exactly what I've just said. Thank you for sharing. And um, and I smile at them. Say, okay, so you just thoughts. Thoughts come and go like the breath comes and goes. Um, but you don't have to hold on to them. Is it real? See, then the other question is you can say, is this real? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, no, it's not. It's a story mm. that we make up. We make up stories all the time. So you're going into a total different and on a on a different tangent now because that's a big one as well. Because you know how people go like, uh, nothing is real, you know, and then you you but but you on the receiving end you feel oh it's so real. <laughs> okay, it, it is two things going on here. So, so the one thing I'm talking about is your practice, n- not necessarily in meditation. Although, you know, for me, meditation is not just something you do when you're sitting. Mm-hmm. It's like my life is my meditation. Oh, that's good. So for me, two minutes at the red light, you know, waiting for the traffic to change. You go, oh, God, come on, change, change, change. And then, you, you know, you're getting irritated by all the stuff going on. That's one way of doing it. Or you can just sit, breathe, and say, look at these amazing people around me. Mm-hmm. And they've all got lives and they've all got stories to tell. And that for me is meditation right. as well. You know? Um, in fact, I was, yeah. Okay, so that's so my life is my meditation. So then going back to the story thing, uh-huh. I came across this thing on Facebook. It actually was just a few days ago. Um, life in four short sentences Perspective 101 So number one mm-hmm. Something happens Something happens Okay, Always. Your car is in an accident You trip You know somebody says something nasty to you Something happens Two It means nothing It just happened It means nothing Three We make up a story mm-hmm. And the story usually has blame attached to it mm-hmm. Whose fault is this? Um, and then that story defines our reality and what's possible and not possible. Right. Okay, so the same thing can happen. Okay, let's say a taxi pulls in front of you. One person goes, these bloody taxis and, you know, you can't, the road's unsafe and, you know, and, and it's ruined their whole day. And Somebody it does when you go off like that, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's your story and the bloody taxi driver and... And they're all the same, and you can't. 
somebody else, the exact same thing can happen and they can say, how amazing that we have taxis. Look how they're carrying all these people to work. What would we do with our taxis? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and bless and step back and let that taxi go because I want those people to be safe mm-hmm. on the road. And thank you for all the work you're doing, all the, you know, whether they're domestic workers or whatever. Wow, that's that's incredible. That's like a life lesson you just dropped. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's the stories we make up. Yeah, and and these stories are necessary. I mean, it's it's, it's very varied, but they are necessary. So, um, this the, the other thing that I also wanted to find out was the 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 benefits of meditation. Okay, back. Okay. So yeah, we, we, I want to. Well, now that's a whole whole topic that you need to get an expert in because so much research has been done. Mm-hmm. TM, transcendental meditation. Yes, they did masses of research back al- along the way, how it it dramatically alters your whole physiology mm-hmm. when you meditate. It calms you down. It lowers blood pressure. So there's a whole body of work mm-hmm. to support meditation. Um. And some, well, a transcendental meditation, you have one mantra which you use, which is very helpful to a lot of people. Right. They give you the mantra. But you could take a mantra like um, peace or um, um, any, whatever works for you, any phrase. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did, um, I don't know, Deepak Chopra. Yeah. The, that. And I'm not sure which one that is, whether it's assisted, you know, or, or guided meditation or whether it's bordering on transcendental meditation because, you know, it's, it's like there's a bit of, bit of both. Um, and, and I do find that once you do that, say, say for instance, where you say you like doing the peace thing or you say mm-hmm. you've, you go with the word peace. And he does that with you when mm. you go, um, whatever. I'm um, for my own sake because you've dropped the word in now. I, I would say like if you go and you say like, "Peace, be still," and then you you do it for a little while, and you know, and then eventually you actually you do just go, and then he, he you you come back. He has a bell, but it's it's almost like your body or your system gets used yeah. to the fact that it's going to be twenty minutes, and your body starts and stops. It's, it's like a clock. You know how some people wake up in the morning and they're like, it's six o'clock and the body says, right, let's get up. So it's kind of... But you've just given a very beautiful description of meditation right there, of a form of meditation, mm. which is absolutely valid. But there are so many others. Yeah. So so it, whatever works is what I say. Right. You know, people are drawn to something that works for them. Great. I don't personally believe one is better than another. Yeah. And I'm not an advocate for any particular one. Mm. You know, I've been talking about the Buddhist one, which is mindfulness. But I'm, I love guided meditations, and I use them a lot myself. Um, you know, so there's a whole range. I like that you say that there's, there's not, you know, one for, you know, one size fits all kind yeah. of thing. It's like you, you go and you figure out what it is. Because isn't it also, it changes sometimes yeah. with your need, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know what? Listening to a beautiful piece of music is a form of meditation. It's doing the same. It's just calming, mm-hmm. bringing you to peace. Mm-hmm. A walk in nature, bringing you to peace. So what? why is one better than the other? And when you look at meditation and you look at prayer, what ah. happens there? What is the similarities or can can one compare the two you see prayer and that's a whole nother topic what is prayer mm. what is prayer <laughs> well 
are you asking me? <laughs> Do you know, for me, prayer is a conversation yeah. at the es- at its essence. Um, it's a conversation between my creator or the person or the being whom I say created me who has my being um, in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um and then, so there's a conversation. There's, a, you know, it's like I know some people go like, I'm quickly just praying, and I'm not expecting an answer, and I'm not expecting anyone to to interact with me. But that's not what prayer is for me. Prayer for me is a conversation. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Abs- oh, that's so beautiful. Prayer is a conversation, and and so often prayer is thought of as asking God for something, mm-hmm. something that I think is lacking, or something according to my good idea of how things should be. God, please deliver. Mm. Okay, on my agenda, mm. and and that's for me. That's such a misconception of what prayer is. So, what for me, it's more like what you've said. Uh-huh. It's the conversation. It's it's communion. Yes, it's communion. Uh, Meister Eckhart, the great Christian mystic, uh-huh. said, um, "If the only prayer you ever say in your life is thank you, mm-hmm. it will suffice." Gratitude. I love that quote. I love that. gratitude. Is yeah. is prayer? Yes. And you know. thank you for, because, you know, if there's a tr- inherent trust that life works, that there is a supreme being, mm-hmm. a higher intelligence, and I don't, you know, I mean, some people call, call it God, and I'm fine with the word God, but right. it doesn't work for everybody because God's had such a bad rap. Right. You know? Yes. Allah, whatever. Uh, Buddhists don't really believe in God, but, they, but there is a supreme beingness. Mm-hmm. In Buddhist, and so it doesn't need a name. If you name it, you've labeled it and separated it. Right. Okay. And the, but therefore that, you can judge it. And therefore you can judge yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So, but we know what we mean. Yes. Here. Yes, we do. Um, so that there is an order to life. You only have to look at the sunset at night, mm. and then it goes dark, and that's the death of the day. But you know inherently in your in your being, the sun's going to come up again. There's an inherent design and order that holds everything together. Why shouldn't it be true in my life? So therefore, for me, prayer is thank you for the divine order in my life, even if it looks like chaos sometimes. Right. So there's there's an acknowledgement. Again, there's like, I gave, somebody's receiving. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you saw, you're grateful, you're saying thankful. Thank you. For me, there's a, you know, tomorrow, I don't know what happens tomorrow, sun comes up again. But you know what? When you were speaking about there's a death of the day, I have not ever thought of the death of a day. But I mean, it's just such a beautiful image that 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 came up, because we're so afraid of death anyway, yeah. and it's such a part of life. Um, and I think we're probably afraid because it's 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 you can never really prepare yourself for it because it's such a painful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, there's something that comes up after after that that day. So um, I really like that image that you, that you're leaving me with. What do you think of death? Physical. Death, as in humans, pets, you know, loved ones. Yeah. I um. I have come, I have made friends with death. I mean, wow. that's a, that's a might be a strange way of putting it. Can I share a personal yes, story please. here? Yes, please. So I grew up way into my forties. Nobody around me ever died. Like wow. My parents. Looked like they were going to. We said goodbye to them half a dozen times each. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they rallied and they came. And they were but, like, you're not ready. No. And they came back. And, you know, 
robustly. So I got this message that people don't die in my experience. And, um, and, and then I, I, I finally met this, the man of my, you know, the, the perfect partner and we had this wonderful life together. Well, it wasn't that long actually. We had a few years and we were traveling. We were going to live in America together. He had a heart condition, but it was under control. We went to, um, England, had a couple of weeks there on our way to America. In England, he went to have his heart checked up and, you know, he was in hospital overnight to make sure everything was okay. And they, the doctor let him out and said, great, see you in a year's time. And we were leaving in a few days or after that. That night, he wasn't feeling that good. We'd just come back from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'd said, well, you know, let's have a good night's sleep and we'll see how you're in the morning. There was no morning. Oh. He didn't wake up. Oh. He was, woke up, he you know, was like in the last breathing in the morning. Like that. And he died. So, uh, you know, we got him to hospital, and, but th- there was nothing they could do. So there I am with my uh, this wonderful life planned and this gorgeous man. And and this is my first experience. And, and, I'm, and I was with him in the hospital room while they were trying to resuscitate. And then they, they, oh, they were just, I have oh. to say, they were just so, they handled it so well. They were amazing. This was in England. And... Um, and they left, they left me with him for, they said, you can just stay with him for as long as you need. And they didn't cover his face and they didn't do, you know, all of that. And there I was with this beautiful body that was still warm and with our lives planned ahead of us. And something happened to me in that moment of um, what's real and what isn't. Where's the reality in all of this? Is this body the reality that's going to go into the ground soon? Or is... There's something else. And part of me went to that something else. Mm. And I had an extraordinary experience during that year, um, for the whole year right. thereafter, of just of um, really getting that death cannot be the end. Mm. It, it can't. because And, and love is the bridge mm. that connects you. So whether you, it's a pet or whatever it is, love connects you. Mm. And um, that's never left me. And he's never left me. Right. Because... Um, and, and of course you miss, you miss the physical mm. like crazy and you go through the grief. There's no way around that. But there is something. So anyway, that's. Yeah. And, and it, it, it stays with you forever. It's it stays like with you forever. Increments. And like you say, you have to go to the place where you understand or believe or trust that there is something else. Otherwise, it would drive you mad if. It is just that's it. God, you know, yeah. it will just drive you insane. You know, but like you say again, that analogy of there's there's a um, a day and there's a night and there's a day and there's a night. So it's a continuum. It, it c- continues. You just and oftentimes you do feel them. You know, you hear something. Something. Uh, do you know what uh, I mean? Absolutely. And, but you can only know that if you're open to the experience. You have to be open. You have to be open. And you know what? My, when, when he died, my mantra became, and I didn't, as I said, I had no experience of death. I wasn't prepared for this. So it was like my innate something and you were happening. alone and, in a foreign country. Yeah. Oh. We were with good friends who were so supportive. But, um, but still, mm. I was alone. And my sister Rena came to join me. Oh. I know. It was so special. Oh. Oh. Um, um, so it was like 
do you know how much I love you? Did I tell you how much I love you? Mm. Do you know? So, so love is the answer. Love is the bridge. Love is what carries us into yeah. that other realm. Love is what keeps us safe in this life. Yeah. And it's corny, and I'm not talking about the corny romantic, you know, Hallmark kind mm. of love. There is, it's like the realness of love. You're talking about that feet in the ground love. Absolutely. That solid, I'm holding you down um, as long as you need yeah. me to. And if you want me to let go, then you can come up into wherever you need to go. That, that sense of... I ain't judging. I'm just here. But, you know, you can count on me. Kind of love. That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I ain't judging. Yes. But first and foremost, yeah. You do this course. I want to go to the course now. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, and this is part of your uh, weekend retreat coming up. Yes. Where you do, I, I, I don't know, uh, the, the, the living in harmony with life is, is the retreat's caption yes. I saw. But what happens there? Because you're working with life cycles. Mm. So tell us, tell us, tell us. I'm so excited to hear about it. I just, you know, before we get off the death thing, mm-hmm. I really want to acknowledge my father here. I just feel his. Ah. He was the one who. He was a, my first teacher and the wisest man I know. And um, that was his view of death. He, when anybody died, he said, you've got to celebrate with them because they're being born into a whole new realm. So I, I had that as an example. It wasn't just... Yeah, I, I just wanted to acknowledge him. Was he your first spiritual teacher? If, yes. From, for the lack of a better word. From a very young age, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he, yeah, he set you the example. Say, you can say, I mean, there's, there's something that's there. So, so dishy. No, I just, I just, I, I just like to acknowledge him. Harold Bromberg. He was such a, um, quiet, unassuming man who never saw himself as anything special, but he was like, he got it. And, you know, we had a pub, we had a hotel in Zimbabwe. Okay. Should we go? Have we got time for Yes, we have little, time. Yes. We've got time. Personal anecdotes. Yes, we do. And we've got time for your uh, transformational okay. um, thing. Yes. But this is where I, you know, this was my... Your upbringing. My upbringing. So, um, it was this wonderful little country hotel, the Gwai River Hotel. Uh-huh. Wanky Game Reserve area. Yes. Very close, between Bulawayo and Victoria Falls. Yes, yes. And it was so well known in its time. They bought it in the 50s and we had it right up until 98. So that was 40 years they were there. And this was my, where I grew up in my playground. Mm-hmm. So my father, I'll just tell you the one little story. So in the pub, serving drinks, and he said to me one day, we never had much drunkenness. People just got happy. It was more like an English country pub, mm-hmm. um, you know, where the fam- family drink, pub. Yeah. yeah. And with lots of musical instruments, and there was a piano and, you know, drums and things, and lots of, lots of music. And um, he said, when you give a drink, mm-hmm. an alcoholic drink, you can imbue it with the right spirit. Okay. And that's what, you, that's what you're sharing. Wow. And you, you can transmute it into something else that ha- will have an uplifting effect. Yes. And and it's like so. That's one thing that I've never forgotten. That there is no place on earth that can't be a place of service, a place of meditation, because mm. that's a form of meditation. Yes. Um, there's nowhere a pub, for heaven's sake, you know, serving alcohol. Mm. 
that can be a sanctuary. I think that is so beautiful that, you know, you, you, that w- what you give that with, with the energy that you yeah. give it with, you know, um, uh, comes out, you know, or it's like when you, have you ever cooked and you didn't feel like cooking? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And what happens to the food? <laughs> exactly. <coughs> That's my, um, sorry, I don't know. It's now I was going to say it's my smoker's cough, but I don't smoke anymore. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I forget I don't smoke anymore. So how did you then, uh, after that, become spiritually minded where you actually went, okay, l- life works on different levels. So your dad g- gives you yeah. the, the, the impetus and, and, you know, you carry it forward. How did you... Uh, decide this is the path Okay, so no matter how What kind of teachers you have No matter what kind of upbringing you have You've got to walk, you walk your own path right. I couldn't walk my father's I, With all that wonderful you know, um, Surround that I had I went through those dark, horrible Teenage years Did you know, you? I was re- had a revolting Time in my teens uh. you know? so, And then I had to Come out of it the other way With my own Awakening, my own realizations. Um, so that was probably in my twenties right. that that happened, and and I I I, I did various paths. Um, I became very religious. Jewish was my first thing. Like really, really dived into the religion and the Kabbalah and the whole thing, and and it was wonderful. There's gold wherever you look. Right, that's there true. really is, and that's why I have such respect. For everybody's path and the timing. Yes. You can't say to anybody, yeah, but this is the real thing, you know. Uh. No, everything is valid along the way. So that was one. And then I came across a group of people, Emissaries of Divine Light. And that, oh, that's another whole conversation, but so inspiring. A man, um, Yoronda, he went by the name Yoronda, Lloyd Miko was his name. Um, And his whole message was... um, it's not outside of you. Mm. You have to be it. You have to live it. And only when you live it will you know it. Mm. It's not what you believe. It's what you, uh, what you experience. And so that was very inspiring to me. And then that, for many years, was my path. I lived in emissary communities. And, um, and then A Course in Miracles has been a huge inspiration for me. And it was to my father as well, by the way. He gave me the book as for a birthday present in 92. And this Course in Miracles, I heard you speak about it, but can you just shortly just tell us about that? Yeah. You know, in, in the 1960s, there was a woman, Helen Shuckman, who she, she, was, she was a psychologist. And right. she, she and her partner and you know, her fellow, they were research psychologists. They just couldn't come right in there. It was just a lot of friction between them. And so the prayer was there's got to be another way. Right. And then all this stuff come, came through her like a, a voice and she was just compelled to write and write and write and write. Wow. And write. Something like Ed, Edgar Casey. Similar. You know, channeling. Many, yeah. So it was kind of like a channeling but it was like a conversation she was having with this oh. voice. And then her partner, uh, William Thetford, he, they, they wrote it down. And it was like amazing. It was amazing. And then they started sharing it. And if, it was, it could not have come from her. Uh. You know, people who knew her said, no ways could she have written this. And, um, and it's fat. It's like, I forget how many pages, but it's, it's, there's the text and then there's a workbook of 365 lessons. Wow. 
One a day. One a day for, each for a year. year. Yeah. And the lessons, it's like a, it's a, it's a course in psychotherapy. Uh-huh. It like turns you around. It starts off with, I don't know what anything is for. Um, I, I'm, nothing means anything. I've given everything all the meaning it has mm. and so on. And then, and, and it just takes you on this journey of, of enlightenment. Did you, and you did that? Yes. All right. So it's, it sounds like something you can do every year. Take the same book and just start the cycle again. And Absolutely. you say that is a course in miracles. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go and look for that. Yeah. And, yeah. So you speak about your awakening. What does that mean when you say your awakening? Because you know there are now, um, Things coming forward, and we speak about awakening. What is awakening? And, and then it goes to: Is it ascension? Is it uh, getting your highest in touch with your highest self? And you know, <laughs> there is so much out there. It's staggering. You know, if you look on the bookshelves and all all the things that have been written, and and um, there is so much out there. So for me, in my life, where I am now, after all I've done, is back to basics, mm. simplicity. Mm. You know, it's as simple as being in this moment. There is nothing more important, more glorious than this moment sitting here talking to you. That's, you know, for this cause came I. It's like the highest. There is nothing. I've I've been through the spiritual ego trip, you know. So now I'm going to be the best spiritual person. And I'm going to write best-selling books and do all these courses. And I've so let go of that. So let go of that. And, um, what did that do for you? Uh, letting go of, you know, the rah-rah of it all. <laughs> like it was so freeing. So freeing. And then each moment is new and fresh and wonderful. You know, looking at a blade of grass. And then you can get so excited by that. It's and like, how, how did your interpretation of, of, of people change? Or your, the way you see them? Yeah, because I was a spiritual, spiritual snob. Back uh, along the way, oh, right. <laughs> you know, the great unwashed out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, and I've got something special because of what I know. Mm-mm. And um, thankfully, I'm past that. You know, now I, so I can cringe a little bit, but I can also laugh at myself mm-hmm. because I didn't know I was doing the best I could. Like we all say, are. It's a, it's a learning curve. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, so it's like taking all judgment off. So everybody's doing the best they can. Right. And who am I to say where they should be on their path? Mm. And who am I to say that Donald Trump isn't doing the best he can? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, seriously, if we're going to talk about non-judgment. I know. (laughs) You've got to take it all the way through. having a field day with that uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, makes me think of the blind when they play cricket <laughs> you know because they have to the, the ball is a the ball has pebbles or, or something yes something in it you know so uh, if if they if if a plane flies over then they um and then they obviously can't hear then they just call bad light bad light <laughs> So the course that you're going to be doing at Emoyeni from the 18th until the 20th, 
Um, okay, please yes. do tell what, what is that because the the cycles of life. I'm interested. You in know, that. I it's something I have learned along the way, and it's it was a real um, valuable lesson for me, and it's one that I would I, I do feel to share. Um, it's it's yeah, I kind of base it on on the seasons, mm-hmm. you know, on you know, winter, spring, summer, autumn, and they each have a different feel. Mm-hmm. And we love to be in summer. Right. And we think we just got to clench our teeth and get through winter. Well, some people like winter, but they, they hate the heart. Mm. But it's just how every cycle in life follows that natural order. Mm-hmm. And we forget that the winter cycle, which is a time of stillness, a time of quiet, a time of the sea deep in the soil where you can't see it. You don't know what's going on. You don't even know if it's there. It's a time of trust, what you can't see, you know, that in the middle of the night, trusting that the sun will rise, even sometimes when you think this night's going to go on forever, this winter's going to last forever. And sometimes it does go on for a long time. It could go on for 10 years. Exactly. You know, and then you go into that hole where you judge yourself for being incapable instead of commending yourself for your strength. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Okay. But if you're conscious, I mean, the whole thing about, and that's why this is works great in a Buddhist context, context because it's all about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And there will be meditation times. Are you were talking about during in the, 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 the retreat. retreat. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know that the cycles move. Mm. You know spring is going to come. It will. And it does. And then spring has a whole different feel. It's like, wow, new ideas. And, mm. oh, you know. Mm. And it's, it's, it's the, um, the ideas phase of a cycle. You know, if you think that the blank canvas and then it's, okay, wow, okay, this is what I'm going to draw. Okay, good. So let's get the utensils and everything. Then you go into action, which is summer, right. which is making it happen. Mm. You know, and, and you know, there's just so many, every cycle follows this same pattern. And then you know, at some stage, you've got to let go. You've got to let go. Right. And whether it's a whole life cycle, whether it's a cycle of just this interview, for instance. Uh-huh. You know, at first, like, what are we going to talk about? Okay, so, like, it's blank. Mm-hmm. And then you and I got together before. That was the air cycle, you know, mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. And, and breathing breathing and connection. Then you come into the action phase, and this is we, we're right into the action phase now. Right. You know, we're right in it, right. and then it goes to um, the autumn where we we've got to let go of this yes. at some stage. Very then soon. it's the time of the harvest, right. which is celebration, which is results. Right. You know, then the podcast will go out and. You know, who knows? Change the world. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, but 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 the thing is, we we don't want to. We don't want it to stop. We don't want the seasons to stop because it's like, oh yeah, what do I have to deal with now again? But we forget that the seasons uh, starting again bring some something something beautiful again, uh, new experiences. And the trick is, if you're conscious of it. Then you, it starts becoming a spiral because the cycles are going to keep going rather than a vicious circle. Right. Where, oh, God, I'm back to this. I thought I'd let go of this. What am I doing in the same dark place again? Now, we have to stop. But before we go, please, is there any uh, more space available? 
um, for the uh, yes. retreat at Emoyeni, which is from the 18th until the 20th. Yes, we do have a few places still. Where can people get in touch with you? Well, they can. Uh, I'll give you the email address. And the email. It's retreat yeah. at Emoyeni, E M O Y E N I dot org dot za. Okay, so it is retreat at moyeni.org.za yes. And it's a retreat about the cycles of life and um, And more And and more, and, more. And, and whatever comes up Yes, and so it's, it's, it's and, and there'll be food and good company And, Fabulous and food. great meditation yeah. tips And um, so, yeah, I, I wish you the best for the retreat and I know it's going to go fabulously. Well, thank you. <laughs> and um, uh, for you listening now, if there's still time and it's not too late, please do go to the Emoyeni site. It's a beautiful site and you'll also get more information there. Now, Louise Broomberg, teacher extraordinaire woman, I thank you that you have been here. Oh, thank you, Charmaine. Charmaine, has been... It's been a wonderful conversation. I've loved being with you. Thank you. I also enjoyed the conversation. So, thank you so much to you listening on podcast or, you know, wherever else you are. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening further. Be good to yourself. Cliffcentral.com.